0: Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we
1: bring you the latest movie and TV news. Indiana Jones meets Zorro, Black Adam, Wonder Woman and Green Lantern, or should we say Deadpool, are set to star in a movie together and Matthew Vaughn as a new spy feature on the way. Loki has come to an end, but Wait!
0: Season two, we've got news on prequels to The Witcher and John Wick, and Luke has included some comic book news as a little surprise near the end of the show. But before all of that, let's start with Trailer
1: Talk. Encanto. Let's, um, let's start with that one. Lin-Manuel Miranda will write the songs for the new animated feature, which is about the Mandrigals, a magical family... From Columbia. This is a film... I didn't didn't even know it was a thing. Did not know it was a thing. We should say Disney.
0: This is a Disney animated film coming out. It is. Yes. I feel like that's that's an important
1: identifying factor. It is. I mean, yeah. And the next movie, or the next trailer we're going to talk about, is also Disney, but that one's Pixar. Oh, yeah. But this this one... Yep, it's a Disney film, and... It it looks fun, and it looks like it's – the story seems familiar. They're dressing it up in a magical way. But the main character is from a family of people who've got different magical abilities, yet she doesn't have any powers. So it's going to be a story on acceptance. It's okay to be different. We've all got our own strengths. And that was like from the trailer, I feel like that's the message i'm going to get from the movie, but I just say it's a Disney animated movie. I think the the
0: music is what stands out in it. never mind the, I mean yeah, like like you said, the story isn't anything so fantastical we've never seen before it's very familiar, but it's the music that seems to be the standout focus um of this of this little trailer here, and uh manuel miranda um. He starred in, and I think he was involved in writing and and stuff
1: like that for both Hamilton and In the Heights. Like the. Yeah, I mean, Hamilton is what put him on the map. And then I'm pretty sure he's written some original songs for the new live action Little Mermaid. It was in Mary Poppins Returns. Like he's getting about at the moment. But yeah, this is clearly, like I say, it's his movie and he's, yeah, it's going to have his his songs and his style throughout. You did mention the name of the movie a couple of times. I, I read it as Encanto, and that's how I introduced it when we first started talking about it. Is it not Encanto? Well, it is, but with an accent. Like, the way they say it, it sounds so much better. <laughs> but I can't pronounce it the way they do in the trailer, and it's said multiple times. The is next one, Encanto? though. <laughs> the next one, Turning Red. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, so this one is a Pixar film, still Disney. Turning Red follows an anxious teen who turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets excited or emotionally flustered. I'm liking this, it looks big and fun, it's making me think of Inside Out, you know, just kids and emotions. Just it, dealing with all of that, yeah, it, but that's in yes. in, a, in a fun way. But well, what is going on with this kid's mom? Like, why why is she hiding <laughs> out the classroom anyway, behind the tree and assaulting the officer? What's going on there? Because p-
0: parents can be embarrassing, and that's and that's the whole thing. Do you know what I love about this uh, this trailer? I guess it's a, it's a teaser. Is that it? Essentially, is just a snippet of one scene. I know it's sort of towards the end of it, like cut to be it where it's like, obviously there's a bit more sort of happening, but essentially everything I need to know about this movie is, is expressed in this one scene. It's not cut like a normal trailer would be. I, I, I get the our, we've got our main character. I get the premise of the movie. Um, I got a, a sense of like fun, cuteness, there was a bit of a smile on my face whilst watching this. Like there was enough in this to make me go, I, you know, I'm, I'm very curious and I'm on board. I know enough. I like this. Me too. So it's I still a feel like there's so much it's... more to yeah. give us. And that makes me go, I want to watch it. Cause I want to know what else is going on. Cause the trailer hasn't shown me
1: anything else, but it's shown me enough. But what they have seen me like you. Yeah. I'm liking what I'm seeing. And I've got to say like found it very relatable. I mean, I think all of us at some point have felt as though we've turned into a giant red panda at some point.
0: <laughs> a giant <laughs> a giant red rage monster. Like, <laughs>
1: but it's although she's not like to, no, she's embarrassed. She's not red yeah. because she's angry. She's embarrassed. No, she's not we've angry. All, we've all been in moments at one time or another. So it's you know, it's fun in that respect. So it, the dressing up as a you know, fantasy movie. But yeah, but relatable feelings. So, yeah. A giant good. red anxiety monster, I should say. <laughs> 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 How's that? The other, the other one I want to talk about is it is so bizarre, but in the best possible way. Now, what I want to talk about is the latest trailer for Free Guy, but that's not entirely correct because it's a reaction video, and we've got Deadpool making his first MCU crossover, well kind of but he's with Korg from Thor Ragnarok and the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder so you've got Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool doing a reaction video for the movie Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds but again Korg's sir, voiced by Taika Wahiti who's also in the movie Free Guy I mean whoever came up with this idea how, but well, they've obviously been it was probably Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good point. But this is just bizarre, isn't it? Because, like, even you know, Deadpool says in this reaction video, didn't this film come out already? I mean, it hasn't because we've not seen it, but it just this movie it's been like moved in the schedule so many times. Yeah, it's, it's one of those um, casualties from the one of the last Fox movies, like when this was made and it was to be released. Fox was still Fox, it was before the Disney buyout. But now throughout this trailer, you've got Deadpool referencing a couple of times Disney Plus. You know, it it gives Korg a little bit of stick, and he's saying, Yeah, I prefer Dark World, obviously the Thor movie that predates Korg. And it's just (laughs) it's just bonkers. But whilst all this is happening, we're seeing again the last trailer they put out. It's it's bizarre. I've, I've never seen it's, it. It's a unique way to be like, hey, instead of making another
0: trailer, we've already got our trailer, but let's have fun with that trailer that, we, that we've we got and do something. And, and therefore, it's like, let's do a satirical um, reaction video sort of thing with these two characters. And, you know, what, I guess, I mean, Fox is Disney now. It's all it's all in-house. But I don't know, whatever conversations took place, it, it, it must be a fascinating thing to find out what actually oh, took place. Like, but I reckon part of the deal must have been, if you do this, you need to say Disney Plus four times. <laughs> but it,
1: it's because at just the same time, me, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's this movie, but it's like it's like, like the Disney snake Plus eating <laughs> its tail. Like it's just it just keeps going around and around. It's all the same thing. Whether it's mm. Disney, Disney Plus, Fox, it is all the same thing. Yeah. Whether it's Ryan Reynolds as Guy, Ryan Reynolds as Korg. It's all Disney. It is all the same thing. But I love this. I I watched it a couple of times now. It is, it's a lot of fun. But just think, right? Because, yeah, they could have cut a new trailer together. This is a different way to go. You've got Ryan Reynolds there wearing the Deadpool costume, right? Korg is a CG character. Like, every time he's on screen, it's a special effects shot.
0: I'd I'd imagine they probably would have reused they would have reused footage well not footage but like some of the effects from it probably wouldn't have cost that much to do it
1: still would have been a cost but I'd I'd say they must have
0: reused animation from uh, Endgame where he's sitting on the couch and just
1: reanimated his mouth uh, but still though it's still more work than you would have had if it was Ryan Reynolds and Taika couch. (laughs) all of it's more work, but I'm glad they did it. It's it's a lot of fun, but um, and it's but it's so unconventional and it's so on point for Deadpool as a character. Like you know, we've all been asking for a long time, and Kevin Feige has confirmed that Deadpool will move over and be a part of the MCU. The rest of the Fox X Men characters, that's not the case for them. They're going to see he hasn't actually. Yeah, like well, you're right with no, he has all that. Said it. He no, actually, he has. He has said it, and he's come out and said that it, just because he's going to be a part of the MCU, there's no reason why he couldn't be R-rated. No, Feige has very much said things regarding I know he said, Deadpool. I know he said that he wants to
0: keep Deadpool as is. He doesn't want to change him in any way. He wants to keep him R-rated. I'm fairly certain he hasn't actually confirmed, though, that he will be in the MCU, in that shared space, but... I'll stand corrected if uh, if you're right, if
1: you've read hey, that. Hey, listen, we've not had a chance to talk Loki yet, and we won't because we'll save it for an upcoming episode of Sounds Like Comics. But, hey, anything is possible. Anything is possible. After All right, there's that an issue season with that. There's one, a whole issue with that, but we you will know, get... Hey, and we're going to have an old episode of Sounds Like Comics to talk cut through. But anyway. there, there's there's no... I mean, hey, listen, because of what happened in Loki, who's to say... The Roger Corman Fantastic Four are not out there somewhere. Who's to say? But anyway, oh, actually, this is on point. What If? We've got a first trailer for Marvel's What If? The trailer features Chadwick Boseman as Star-Lord, Howard the Duck, and more. What we did find out on the back of this trailer, though, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Brie Larson will not reprise their MCU roles. So they will be recasting. A lot of people, something included, was thinking maybe we would get Robert Downey Jr. again, but in this animated form. But no, they're going to recast. And, and that's,
0: you know what, that's okay. I think the, whoever we do get back is a win. Cool. I if for some reason some people just didn't want to participate or maybe their price tag was too
1: high, no, it doesn't matter. It's all good. We can... Yeah, no, I, I'm with yeah. you. It, it It is okay. I, I was just yeah. thinking, because we'd already heard about Chadwick Boseman already, that after Black Panther and his Avengers appearances, before his passing, he'd already recorded, I think maybe three episodes as T'Challa. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, so maybe they're going to get some more MCU actors. But you're right, it doesn't matter. I mean, even, yeah, does, even without those actors, uh, the animation i mean i do know that Haley atwell is in it as peggy carter and we're going to get her as agent yeah. carter, and thought sounded peggy. like chris hemsworth i mean I'd just, yeah, man, yeah. That's, that's true i mean it does but let's say it even let's say it had none of the access from the films visually looks just like the films we get Can the iconic avengers scene with the circling camera you know when they're in the street in new York. <laughs> You've got Thor trying to remove the hammer from the first Thor movie, so it's very reminiscent of those films. Yeah, and I'm this more is very much uh, than ever.
0: Yeah, this is very much a like it's it's inspired by it's based on I guess how what the MCU is and you know like that creative side of it. Um, Kevin Feige has said though, like that this show is not in any way a part of. The MC. If that, if that makes sense, like it's not like because you know people are talking multiverse and stuff like that these days. You yeah, know, again, Loki. Um, he said like this isn't this isn't like a result of you know the multiverse doing its thing and being a hot. Like this is just a fun, like the title says, a what if different fun scenarios that we can look at. There's no real meaning to any of this mm-hmm. except for eh, this is interesting. Let's have a good time. However, this trailer really is. And if I wouldn't blame someone for being confused, this trailer is kind of pushing it, pushing the narrative as if, like, because, you know, they're talking about multiverses, talking about different universes and stuff like that. The trailer's kind of trying to sell it as if this is a
1: result of yeah. multiversal you know, stuff.
0: And I, I feel like I, that's um, confusing. That's yeah, confusing. I've heard,
1: I've heard the same thing from Kevin Feige, but I think on the back of the season one finale of Loki, things are going to be happening fast. And what I would like to happen is if Feige would maybe stop saying things like that, but just leave it open to interpretations. So if you want to watch this animated show and in, you know enjoy it, but take from it what you will, it's okay because it could just be a different timeline, a different universe. I'm really impressed by the fact that, I mean, we've had many animated Marvel shows over the years and what I like and I've not watched all of them and the ones I have seen I've not necessarily enjoyed them all if I'm honest but this one in particular even though it's animated it does look as though it feels a part of the MCU so it's not just another Marvel animated series like rightly so it's been billed as the first Marvel Studios animated series and that's what it looks like so it's you know, we've had other Marvel shows. At like the latest one, that like Modok, you know, is a Marvel show. It was Hulu in the US. It got cancelled. We've got it here on Disney Plus, and that to me is just oh, that's another Marvel show. I might watch some of it, but you know, it's okay at times. But what if no, looks? Like <laughs> no. But what if looks at like something special? Like, it's like oh wow, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I think, you know, like Loki or Wonder Vision. It looks like appointment viewing. Like, so what started with Loki, the Disney shows will continue to be released on a Wednesday. So I'm like, right, okay, I'm going to watch it when it comes out. Whereas before, mm-hmm. it could have been just another Marvel show, but it looks way more than that. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think what is it, um, August 11th? I think that's the first the first episode.
0: Yeah, my I think my interest has gone has definitely gone up after seeing this this trailer. I mean, I was always going to watch it, but it was like, ah, uh, you know, you know, as soon as Loki finished, it was like, oh, well, what's the next Marvel show? When is it? And it's like we've got no, got no dates, but um, but we we've got what if coming? And,
1: but th- but we do. I mean, that this is the and, thing. Like, this is it's like, worth getting excited for. I think it it is definitely, yeah. and I like that. So it's not like what I want to happen and what looks like is going to happen with what if, like, cause they're releasing like each show in a block. One finishes, you might have a little bit, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. The next one starts. So I'm more than okay with the next one being animated. And then after that, it's live action again, maybe another live action. And then something else animated. I'm more than happy if they're still having that same consistency of quality. So whether it's you know what started with Wonder Vision and what looks to be what we're going to get from What If, it's more of the same. Some live action, some
0: animated. We are very spoiled. But then again, Um, we did we did have Modok, (laughs) so we're not we're not too spoiled. I I look, I I kept trying to give it a uh, three episodes. I was like, "Um, I think I'm done.
1: I've done two. I mean, you know, over at sounds like comics. (laughs) I'll make a point of covering most. We've not got to that one yet. We might never get to that one. Titans, though. That's a lot of Marvel. Let's talk DC for a moment. We've got a trailer for season three. The Titans are forced to work with Scarecrow when Red Hood threatens to take over Gotham. And this is for the trailer for season three. Titans in the US coming to HBO Max was originally a DC Universe show here in Australia. We get it on Netflix. So I'm hoping that's going to be the case with this new season. Are you up to date with Titans seasons one and two? No. So I okay. didn't
0: actually, that sounds like a good uh, synopsis. Um, I didn't actually watch this trailer. So yeah, purely because I've got like the second half of season two still to watch. Um, I didn't tap out for any reason. any specific reason. I think I just kind of left it and drifted away. And then I've been meaning to go back. Um, but in anticipation of season three, it's a good excuse to get onto it, especially oh, if um, we, we yeah, potentially go could back. have
1: access to it in August. So I better hurry. Yeah. I um, mean, <laughs> HBO Max, August 12th. So hopefully we get it around about the same time. I think there was a slight delay with Netflix, but not too, too far behind. But yeah, honestly, really enjoyed that first season, enjoyed season two even more. We got introduced to the first ever live action nightwing and it was just fantastic and so many other things happened yeah, that i won't spoil been, for
0: you i've seen a few um, posters though and oh, you know the with some posters. Spoilery stuff on it. but they the look good and i'm like oh everyone's got some crazy
1: costumes going on what's the been happening up. i'm only a few says behind like. then that's ridiculous and it's what you'd want mm. from a team of superheroes like to have that many recognizable superheroes on a team. The costumes, for the most part, are comic accurate. And then we're getting, oh, man, I'm really excited for the third season of Titans.
0: All right. And that's, uh, that will do it for the trailer talk our part. Let's move into movie news. And what are we starting with?
1: Indiana Jones 5. That's probably a good place to start. Antonio Banderas has joined the cast. I mean, that's worth talking about, isn't it? That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty exciting. He will star alongside, of course, Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, Shanette Renee Wilson, and the film is to be directed by James Mangold. Did you hear a couple of weeks ago, Harrison Ford was injured on set, and you're like, oh, no, it's the Millennium Falcon all over again. Remember the Force <laughs> Awakens and the door fell on him? But apparently, yeah, yeah. with this movie, the shooting around the star, like, so he's recovering from so the injury, they're and on. they're just getting things done. I, I, I'm still,
0: there's like a little part of me that's like, maybe this movie won't, won't finish. But I don't know, maybe, I don't know. They'll, they'll do something, if, you know, if something was <laughs> severely to happen and Harrison Ford could no longer complete the film. I don't know, they'd work something out. Like, I don't know, they kill his character off screen halfway through the movie or something. I don't know. they they'd work it out. But hopefully everything comes good. But we should talk about Antonio Banderas. Um, I mean, he's a talented guy. You know, he a lot knows. of people just think, you know, I'd probably just go, Zorro, dad from Spy Kids, the voice of Puss in Boots. I don't know, that's where my head goes. But he's done a lot of, he's, he's done quite a bit of quality stuff. He's actually a good actor. Yeah, man, I like people, Desperado.
1: You know, I yeah. recently watched... Hitman's wife's bodyguard. And there was a He's scene. He's a villain in you know? that. He is, but there was a scene yeah. in that between Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek. And then it just clicked. He's Desperado. They're back together. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, because they've been that oh, well. movie together. You know, when, um, when we were going through the intro there and we did the whole Indiana Jones meets Zorro, it took a while for me to connect the dots. I'm embarrassed to say. <laughs> you didn't even know what you were saying. We were referencing referencing that. But yeah, Antonio Banderas, yeah. I mean, I guess in recent years, and it's not too recent now, when he popped up in The Expendables 3, his character was more comedic relief. I was a bit disappointed in that. But for the most part, yeah, it's always great seeing him on really screen so. and to have and him be part of this franchise. You yeah. can't still, go wrong with adding some talent to
0: your here cast there um star trek four so look we've got wandavision director matt shackman Uh, um he's been tapped to direct the the next star trek film for paramount and will this be will this be a star trek four or will it just be Mm. a new star trek film are we still
1: questioning that Mm. we are yes right this movie is still produced by JJ. You know which was the right. case from that first movie that he directed. They made a point of saying that Chris Pine and the rest of the cast will return. And then I went back and clicked on that same article and they had updated it and Ooh. removed the part about Chris Pine. Oh. So who knows? Put
0: things in the so question. nothing is confirmed at but, this time, but um, yeah, Matt Shackman. Uh, to direct. So it's whatever the Star Trek movie is, it is moving forward and we've got a director in line. So good stuff.
1: Mad Men stars John Hamm and John Slattery will share the screen again in Miramax's reboot of the 1980s movie Fletch titled Confess Fletch. Is this something that excites you? Are you
0: you like, yes, let's...
1: (laughs) You know, I've seen and enjoyed those first two movies, you know, starring Chevy Chase, I've not, I've not read the books that they were based on. For so many years, they've been trying to make another Fletch film. Like, I remember at one point, I think Zach Braff, like he yeah. used to be in a Fletch yeah. movie, it's called Fletch Lives. They've been trying that to I, make another Fletch film. you told me that, one. Oh, that's legit. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like the idea. Of it. The whole thing with the character is that is you know is a master of disguise. You know, he's a private investigator, but he uses different disguises for comedic effect. You know, Cherry Chase did a lot with that in in his movies. The casting, though, has me more interested than another Fletch film, if I'm honest, because I mean. To expect this, obviously, it's going to be a comedy, maybe an action comedy. John Ham is a funny guy, like, he has played funny characters, side characters in films over the years, but he's never really been given the opportunity to, you know, flex that comedy muscle that we've seen bits of in other people's films. So, his casting is what's got me most excited, if I'm honest. I think this should be a good opportunity for him to showcase what he's capable of.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's see how that goes, I guess. Um, Kingsman director Matthew Vaughn has signed up an all-star cast for his new spy feature titled Argyle. Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, and Samuel L. Jackson are all set to appear in this spy thriller. What a cast. Yeah, I mean,
1: wow. Wow. <laughs> for the longest time, we've been admiring the casting for Knives Out 2. You know, wow, what a cast. <laughs> and that's still the case. But this movie and Matthew Vaughn, yeah. I mean, what's, what's not to get excited about here? This sounds excellent. And I don't know, there's something about just hearing John Cena and Samuel L. Jackson together. I don't know. I want to see that. Yeah, see that's something that I want to see.
0: You know, it's, it's just great that it's like, it's just another potential franchise that Samuel L. Jackson is just going to be a part of. He's doing well, isn't he? <laughs> Is there a franchise well.
1: he's not in?
0: Like, yeah, it's.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was going <laughs> to say Fast and the Furious, but I was going to correct myself. Oh, no, he's done that. But no, he hasn't. But it feels like he has. That's what he hasn't done. But it, yeah, it, he's, he's the guy, isn't he? He's the guy to the guy. Yeah, he's in everything. It really does feel like other it other in, other? it's in everything to be honest. But that, that sounds excellent. You know, of course Matthew Vaughan gave us Kingsman, well, two Kingsman films. We're soon to get a third. Which I believe yeah, that's been pushed to next year now. It's like January next year. It's And we're still getting movie delays, is that is that I think yeah, that's Isn't that's one that's happening. But I reckon oh, hell. I reckon that's more so because all the other like comic book adaptions and everything else <laughs> Is getting dumped in the second half of the year. They've it's just busy. thought, just let's busy. move it. But anyway, but I like, yep. We don't. Know. He's obviously not. He he's not
0: uh, trying to get out of the spy genre. He's he's no. into it. And look, if you weren't excited about this
1: already, this cast, like, yeah, for, for sure, This is insane. But honestly, even if with no casting announcements, if it was just Matthew Vaughn, new spy feature, I'd want to see that anyway. With yeah, this cast it. added, I'm like, I yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> want to see it. We've had a, a first look photo or a couple of photos for Netflix's Army of Thieves, which is the prequel movie, The Army of the Dead. You know that movie about zombies?
0: Well, yeah, that one movie, I didn't really
1: like. It. this movie, though, <laughs> it's still got thieves, that's, it was a heist movie, wasn't it? With was zombies. Well, this is a heist movie without zombies, so that's good, I guess. I mean, I like I like heist movies, but I didn't like that heist one with zombies. So, <laughs> well, one of the characters we got we had the um, the safecracker Dieter in Army of the Dead. So he's the main character in this. And it's going to be the origin story of his character. I mean, he was a he was a nice character. He was an interesting. He was, and he was very different to all the others. And you know, yeah. some funny moments with him. What I'm thinking though, because remember, like we did, you know, a full review on Army of the Dead, and after the review, that like, there were all these images and these theories about aliens and cyborg zombies and all these things. Right, this being a prequel to that, and just being pitched as a heist movie, I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> I believe that's essentially, that's the bones of the movie. But I There'll think be there's, going to, be, of... yes, there's yeah. going to be other things going on there, whether it's like experimentations with cyborgs or whatever else. They have, I mean, because why
0: would, why would he do a prequel movie? to flesh out this character, to give us more development. Like, whatever. No, there's there's shit that
1: he wants to address, which is which has happened before, to Keep set up. in mind, though, that mm. Michael Bay is producing this movie, and that's all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's connected to Army of the Dead, which they're no doubt going to develop a sequel to, and we've talked already about the animated sequel series that they're making. But I think, yeah, there's going to be...
0: There's going to be is more to not, this. Uh,
1: directing this one, or, or no. no, is it? Nope, it is okay, not at all. So, this one well, will be a smaller scale movie, but I still think that there's more to it, uh, yeah, nah, yeah. for sure. All right, um, we got our first look at
0: Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds in Red Notice, which is a Netflix film coming November 12th. This came out of really nowhere this was just a, and really it's just an image of the three of them sort of standing side by side it is yeah yeah
1: and it's just like a scene's pick the posing for the camera but this this movie had been delayed due to the pandemic and it got announced such a long time ago so it's been in the works for a while but now you know it's happening and we've got a release date and then yeah as you say we've got that first first image but just those three together It it sounds fun. We've already seen Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson together in Hobbs and Shaw. They have great chemistry. So yeah, I'm pretty keen to see what they do with No is because I know at the time when it was announced, it was being talked about in one of the most expensive movies that Netflix has produced. And well, we got
0: Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot in Fast and Furious movies. I don't know which one specifically. That's I think the true. One, yeah, at
1: least. she she played Giselle in Number Five. Yeah, good point. Yeah.
0: So of oh, course, cool. it's a Fast and Furious no. movie. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is yeah. I didn't connect those those dots. Oh, well, I, I mentioned, mentioned yeah, Ryan
1: Reynolds' minor role in <laughs> in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah, they've been in that movie together. But yeah, but he, he comes back a couple of times and is at the end. And anyway, he's in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing. Yep. I mentioned knives out earlier. We've got another cast member that we've not mentioned yet on the podcast, Ethan Hawke. Another person added right, yeah. to the cast. So that's cool. So how many people in this movie? Like 47.
0: All years? of them. Like, wh- All where? the actors. <laughs> All the actors. There's a bigger cast
1: in this in Knives Out than the MCU does in, in total. I reckon, I reckon it's probably gonna be end up being on par with that first movie. Whereas the difference being that first movie as they were assembling the cast. Nobody knew what that film was going to be, really. So there's a lot more excitement each time there's a cast member added the sequel.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I'm going, to
1: plug, I'm going to plug the fact that we did a review
0: here on that film's you for The Tomorrow War. You know, that movie landed on Amazon Prime, Chris Pratt, very exciting stuff. Um, well, a sequel is in the works at Amazon with Chris Pratt. Um, and director Chris McKay is in talks to return. So we, we've shared our thoughts on this movie. Can't yes. remember what you thought. I think you yeah. liked it. I don't know, I can't remember. I liked I, it more I than I liked
1: it. I liked it more than you. I think you yeah, know we I just, both I of had us, an Okay, time. Both <laughs> of us, we I think we spent not majority of the review, but the positives that we had were how we got to experience it with our wives <laughs> and how we consumed yeah. the movie. I think we enjoyed that experience more mm. so than the actual film. Do we want to do that again? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, even
0: if you remember from from that review, I said I was like, I was just waiting at the end of like setup of a second one. I was like, they're gonna show like some sort of like one of the creatures has survived. There's a, I don't know. There's an egg or something. I was like, they're gonna take. Oh, that gonna be like, could oh, that's be
1: incredible. the opening. It wasn't it.
0: Like, it wasn't. it you
1: know wasn't. So, I, I feel like we we talked about the Tomorrow War <laughs> enough. Um, you see, yeah, sequel. That's more than likely going to happen. That first film was a hit for Amazon. And the next news story, I'll keep it brief, because what I have to say is that Gunpowder Milkshake is getting a sequel. It's already in development. But that is for a film that we are yet to review. So we don't really need to talk our, about a film. Our review is in development. Research. That's what exactly right. <laughs> I mean, we From shall be reviewing it shortly. But the news is there, though. I mean, this is a film that has recently come out and already they're developing equal. The sequel
0: all right yeah we have to leave that one there otherwise we will show our hands on how we thought what we thought of the film and we don't need to know that yet um so we'll move on to tv news and uh just leave all
1: that behind if we talk about loki again i feel like we've talked about loki I mean... a couple of times already so let i'll just let me just move through this and then we could just move on to the next story because we have talked loki in the mcu quite a bit already
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, you might as well plug the fact that we
0: are going to... A Sounds Like Comics episode will be... Or did you already do that? I think you already did that. I, I did, know.
1: but plug it again. Plug away.
0: Well, yourself and I are, are going to be on... Uh, do a Sounds Like Comics episode on, on Loki, that whole first season. Oh, you take over now, because okay. I said too much.
1: <laughs> the Loki season one finale post credit scene reveals that everyone's favourite variant will return for a second season. I liked how they did that. So you had the Loki file as part of the end credits, and then they put a stamp down confirming that there were going to be a second season. I liked that. So it was less a post credit scene with footage of an actor, and it was a document being stamped. And it's, I, I like that they did it that way. Not everybody would have seen it because they would have stopped. But for the people that stuck around, like MCU has been rewarding people since Iron Man 1. You're going to get a little something extra. But then the news just broke and it was all over the internet and some people couldn't, have, couldn't necessarily watch it on Wednesday night or Wednesday when it aired. I don't know. On one hand, I like it. It was a nice little reveal and I found out about the second season during the end credits. But on the other hand, I wouldn't have liked to have known we're getting more going in because up until Loki, the seasons have just been one and done.
0: I feel like I thought there was going to be a second season. I feel like I already knew it. I don't know. Maybe it was just the the way the, the season was unfolding. I don't know. I thought I'd heard previously that because the, like WandaVision and Falcon, like, they were like, described as limited series as when but then when loki came out wasn't described as that Uh,
1: i i I don't know if i agree with that i i heard them being referred to in the same way like all all three of them okay but it depends where you look like somewhere you know some will refer to it as season one or mini series or mini event yeah and that's for all three of them but yeah but loki's the first one that's it's going to come back for a second season Kate Heron, though, who was the executive producer and director of the first season, won't be returning. So we're gonna get okay. somebody else. So maybe it's gonna be a case <laughs> of like each season with <laughs> a different showrunner. And you know, kind of like what they do with Killing Eve. Like that show intentionally has a different showrunner to give a different feel and style to each season. What's
0: curious about this, and again, I don't want to get too much into it, but the, the way that I guess the MCU works and we, you know, we're finally getting empty proper shows by the time we get a season two. And I know time is wonky in this, in this, in this series. So it's, you know, maybe that plays into it, but what are we getting in between these seasons and where will this second season be set? You know, will we pick up where this series finishes or who knows will Things that happen and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness come into play and change things. I mean,
1: we could pick up at the same moment in time, but so many other things have changed in the MCU around them. Like there's talks now that Loki will actually be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Right, right. What if like everything... And I don't get now maybe we shouldn't get to it. Now I've got to say, like, what do you no, we need. No, we, you're right. We need to save it. But, you know, Ugh. we've known about the title of Doctor Strange 2 for a long time now. Yeah. And the MCU is the MCU because it stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. It's quickly becoming a multiverse. In fact, not becoming, is we're at that point now with Loki ahead of Doctor Strange 2. It's no longer a universe. It's a multiverse. And even. We're in right, dangerous territory. We're it, mate. I feel like we are as well. And I love <laughs> all this stuff, but I also feel like we are. But I think oh, look, that's a low key, sounds like comics conversation. Yeah. But I just recently re watched Doctor Strange. That was like, what, five years ago? Everybody's saying multiverse in that movie. So it's not <laughs> as if they've just you know plucked it out of the air. Like multiverse has been thrown around, but I've got to say, the what what would it be? The MCM doesn't quite have the same ring to it as the MCU. Mm-hmm. Who knows what they're gonna do? Because really, it's Marvel Studios. That's the official name. Just imagine that a lot of the upcoming Marvel movies. Like,
0: what if? Don't say what if. You're just gonna confuse everyone. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like what if? Um, what if like Thor: Love and Thunder is is like everything that's happening there is multiverse related. I'm not saying they should do this, but what if they are? Like, what if what oh, if Jane stop saying what or, if <laughs> or Jane is actually a multiverse sort of spin?
1: No, a variant. That's what you mean. A variant. What if she's yeah. a variant? Honestly, yeah. for all these people, who knows that are screaming <laughs> out for. Andrew Garfield to return as Spider-Man, Tom McGuire to return as Sp- Spider-Man. For for those to be variants, I'm worried. I am. Worried no, do you know what? Because I, if I mean, I, I joked if, about Roger Corman's Fantastic Four earlier. No, I reckon those.
0: I reckon if if they are gonna go into this multiverse stuff and have variants of the characters, that I've got, they're gonna be MCU Kevin Feige created. Variants. They're not going to be, oh, this pre existing version is a variant. Like, if we see multiple Spider-Man, it'll be variants of the Tom Holland Spider-Man or something like that. It's not going to be. Look at Sylvie.
1: Look at Sylvie. She's a Loki. Loki's a different story. No, it doesn't need to be. uh, We'll get into uh, it. Honestly, we'll get into all of that. I've mentioned Modoc already, right? In the animated Again, though, series, so we'll be... voicing no, no, so... Iron Man, they've got John Hamm. Who's to say in a later film that Tony Stark, not Robert Downey Jr., and it's just another actor like I don't know, John Hamm? It's I. I agree. Oh no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it can't where... be...
0: I'm not saying it can't be a different actor. I'm just saying it's not going to be a pre.
1: Created, but they could just property. They could just bring in a different actor to play a variant, and that variant, oh, of course, is now in the set continuity. But you no, 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 are right, though. I'm. I'm a that's bit fine. Right. What I'm going to agree to is that we save it for Loki. Because <laughs> I mean, this is like this is a tease. Quick for
0: the. This is a tease. What's the cut? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. If
1: you if you want an hour of arguing, tune into our episode. <laughs> Of Loki, oh, I'm already. In. We have we to wrap this up. Okay, we can, I'll wrap it up with this, right? <laughs> Kevin Feige has held a team meeting to discuss the rules of the multiverse. That's good news because I feel like Kevin Feige needs to keep the reins on this. I feel
0: like I feel like this meeting must have taken place a really long time ago. If he's only just had this meeting.
1: <laughs> do you say. know what it had to say about the meeting though the multiverse is coming up in a big way a fudge in hell <laughs> <laughs> save it for into the spider-verse it works really well yeah in animation anyway what's the next <laughs> story <laughs> it's not uh, marvel related
0: let's move away from marvel well, we've got something about The Witcher. Uh, What's this? Is? Michelle Yao has been cast in The Witcher Blood Origin. She'll play the sword elf Skian in the upcoming Witcher prequel series. I
1: get it's not a show you or I watch.
0: I but it's worth it's so, uh, talking about.
1: So it's that's you, happening. So you didn't watch Witcher? Nope. No interest. Is it The Witcher? You didn't watch The Witcher? Witcher? The Witcher uh. with Henry Cavill. An actor mm. that I like, but yeah, I've yeah, just not not got around to it. But there's it's just one of those shows, isn't it? It's there's like, it's there's more coming. There's sequels, prequels, anime spin-offs. Yeah, there's, there's a lot did of A
0: whole whole slew of things. This is exciting for you know Michelle Yao fans or um, you know Witcher fans.
1: I mean, I'm I more a fan of Michelle Yao, to be honest than The Witcher. <laughs> And we'll Much get like to talk Harry about Devil. it shortly in Gunpowder Milkshake. There you go. Yeah, sorry. We, we we, we're for an plugging a lot too. We are. Let's stop it. Let's talk previous about Previous reviews, <laughs> upcoming reviews. That's great. <laughs> yeah. We've got new details on the John Wick prequel series The Continental. The series will be set 40 years before the first film. Three episodes that will run 90 minutes each. Budget per episode is around 20 million, and the series will follow young Winston starting out as a hitman. So yeah, this sounds like a movie trilogy made for TV. Twenty million an episode that works, 90 that minutes works. in length. So it's like, you know, we want to continue with Keanu Reeves as John Wick on the big screen. But on the small screen, we're going to have a young Winston, who in the movies is played by Ian McShane. And yeah, expensive, 20 million an episode.
0: I mean, that's, I
1: mean, it's not loose change for us, that's
0: that's expensive. But I mean, you know, for... Fairly big. That's like a big IP
1: that John Wick has become. But it Um, could have been twenty
0: minutes. It
1: could have been a series of films. Whatever they didn't want to confuse things. But yeah, they're going to release it on TV instead. But ninety minutes—that's pretty much the runtime of that first film. How old is the John Wick
0: character in that first movie? I just—I
1: mean, he's pretty much Keanu Reeves' age. So we'll be talking that late late forties, early fifties. Keanu Reeves, (laughs) probably early fifties. What's he playing? Do you reckon could we get could
0: we get a young like a ten year old John Wick?
1: No, 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 I wouldn't. I would. Could we see the birth of John Wick? <laughs> the birth. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that. I mean, the Continental plays such a strong presence in those John Wick films. Having that be the basis, and then just getting the early years of Winston. That's enough of a tie to John Wick. Like you don't need. I want. The birth of John Wick. Okay. You may be <laughs> disappointed. But this is, this is cool, though. It's a different way of doing things. So instead of, like, pointing out, like, yeah. six-hour drama over, what, six, eight, ten episodes, instead they're going to give us three 90-minute episodes. I think it's a, good, um, it's a good release model.
0: I like yeah, it. Yeah, good, uh, interesting spin. All right. Um, you know Jennifer Carpenter from the Dexter series? Well, she's set to return. For the Dexter Limited series, Revival at Showtime. She of course played Sister Deb.
1: Deborah. Oh, it's been Deborah a long Bowie. time since I've seen that she first played, season. She played his sister. She played his sister. I yeah, remember, you did the first season, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we've done that. We talked about that last time.
0: Um, okay, cool. I don't want to spoil I don't she's want to spoil things back. in that show, but the fact that she's coming back. Interesting. <laughs> like I mean, you should come back say, in a
1: flashback. I feel like you might be spoiling something for me.
0: I don't know. I'll leave it there then. Okay. But um, much like much like uh, John Lithgow coming back, they're gonna have to get creative. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it. I'd obviously said too much. I just realised because I can't read these notes properly. This is the part where we we leave TV news behind and um, we go into what you've called. Comic book news.
1: What yeah, the hell and is no, this? Oh, I know. Yeah, I should probably say we've we done this listening. before. This the, um, I think, think maybe once before. I didn't consult you at all. I was just prepping the found, notes, and I, I was trying you. to find where do I put this news story. And I'm like, I can't fit it in film or TV. Eventually, well, this is the net. I'll just say what it is. It's going to start as a comic <laughs> book. So I'm like instead, trying to fit it within TV or film. I thought. Comic book news. I'm talking about King of Spies. Netflix have announced King of Spies. It will be a new graphic novel from Kingsman creator Mark Miller. With six months to live, Britain's top secret agent goes rogue, turning on the true monsters pulling the strings. The spy novel presents the latest projects from Millerworld. This is worth talking about. Now, a lot of Mark Miller's comics and a lot of projects that seem to come from image comics feel like spec scripts for a film or a TV show. And they're just testing the waters in comic form just to see what the interest is. King of Spies, they released the front cover of the comic and I sent it to you, and I asked the question, who do you think they're hoping to cast in this show? Well, what did you say? I think you sent me like a GIF of Pierce Brosnan. It's that absolutely yeah. correct? It is a I drawing I mean, of Pierce Brosnan. I mean, so, that's the
0: picture you sent me. It <laughs> was a picture of Pierce Brosnan. Who else was I going
1: to... So <laughs> I thought it team? worth talking about because, I mean, Miller World is the company that Mark Miller sold to Netflix. The first thing they made was Jupiter's Legacy. Unfortunately, that was canceled after one season, but then they were talking about continuing that world with Supercooks. And I was thinking, up until recently, that was also gonna be live action, just like Jupiter's Legacy was, where apparently it's an anime series, which is a very different thing. But still, Miller World. So what Netflix are looking at doing is continuing to develop live-action animated content based on Mark Miller's current work, but then upcoming projects first put out a graphic novel and then adapts that into a film or TV series. So it feels like we're at the beginning of a much larger thing that they're looking to work on mm. together, so I thought it was definitely worth talking about on the show. But without knowing if it was going to be a film or a TV series, I just made up comic book news, and here we are.
0: My my thoughts on this is that you should
1: just put it in TV news. <laughs> just like, but it might be a film. I don't know. It might, mm, but we we okay. don't know what it's going to be. Though it could end up being being a film. We're just going to have like miscellaneous news. Just, just stuff. Just I stuff mean, that it, we want to talk about like, <laughs> this. Is what we're talking about here? It's, <laughs> it's a graphic novel from Kingsman creator Mark Miller that Netflix are going to publish. Yeah it's, mean, yeah, it's book fun. news. It's I'm not weird. looking for this to be a regular segment. <laughs> Remember <laughs> streaming news? We had that for a while because we were getting a lot of <laughs> streaming news or new services. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not a that's new fine. We're done.
0: That's it. That's, that's comic book news wrapped up for another week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got some recommends um, to provide.
1: Would you like to go first? I'm going to recommend a show that I've almost finished the first season of, and normally I would wait, but I'm confident enough. I'm really enjoying this show. Here in Australia, we've got it on Stan. In the US it's on Peacock and it seems wherever else in the world it's somewhere different. I'm talking about the show Rutherford Falls. You've oh, got Stan. Uh, You've probably seen it on there. Uh, no? Have you tried? I i tried. Oh,
0: you've That's
1: tried? It. Yeah. Okay, yeah. For people, so, but, uh, people you who haven't tried, let me recommend <laughs> Rutherford Falls stars Ed Helms. You know, I, I like him from films. Yeah. I do like yeah. Ed Helms. Two lifelong best friends. You've got Nathan Rutherford and Regan Wells, who find themselves at a crossroads quite literally when their sleepy town gets an unexpected wake-up call. Now, I've been enjoying this. I knew ahead of time that so the, first, the whole first season is available, all 10 episodes on stand. But it's also been picked up already for a second season. That's something that's happening. I like it. It's just, it's just easy, easy television. But at the same time, you know, there's there's some interesting characters on there, and you know, it's a, a part of America that I find we don't often get in film and TV. So I'm interested for that reason, and. It's just it's a fun, quirky little half-hour show. So yeah, I'm recommending Rutherford Falls. How many episodes did you get in? I think it was three. Okay, so I I'm up to episode. I think I've just watched episode. I've I've just finished. I have seven or eight, so I've almost done the ten. And you know, it's a show that's got forward momentum. You know, there's. You've got Ed Helms and the character that he's playing. You know, he's trying to be a good guy and doing things for the right reason or to serve his family and his history. But th- there's a quirkiness to it. I like it.
0: I, I don't want to take away from your recommend because it's like you're enjoying it. Obviously, other people are. It's getting picked up for a second season. That's fantastic. I just found and some other people that you know that have also. Tried to give it a go. We kind of all came to the same conclusion. It's just not funny.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you're, you're something no, in it. Yeah, no. I mean, I would say it's more of a comedy drama, but then again, no, it is described as a sitcom. See, so yeah, I think for me, I'm very much. I feel invested. I'm enjoying the world, the town. You know, and it's that thing you're in you're in now like you're in it's that small town isn't it where it's like a small thing is a big thing to them but outsiders looking in and the stakes and things that escalate into i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it yeah okay good 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 again didn't want to take away
0: from it. um what i'm gonna recommend um and i i didn't think i would at at first it was fun but i was like eh. but by the end of it i was like you know what as a whole it was pretty it was pretty good The Fierce Street Trilogy. The R.L. Stein books turned into this adult, although very, very teen orientated, but very adult trilogy of films, which is now available on Netflix. The third installment just hit last uh, last Friday that just passed. Three movies, one set in the 90s, one set in the 70s, and one set in the 1600s. Um, have you checked these ones out?
1: What a lot of rubbish! <laughs> <laughs> you watched all three, or oh, did you just, I, w- I was—I was, was going to say that regardless of what you recommended. No, I'm joking. No, I've not actually. <laughs> <laughs> just after you talkie, it key, wasn't though, scary. <laughs> um, you know, we talked about it ahead of time before it was being released. You know, so it's essentially you know adapted from like R. L. Stein kids horror novels. Mm. And it's an R-rated show, so they've you know made it scarier or gorier. And then the first episode or the first movie got made available, and I didn't watch it. And then the second, no interest. And the third, and I've just <laughs> let it pass me by. But I'll I'll listen. going oh, to, to say, maybe you'll turn me around.
0: Yeah, well, the like the first the first movie, it's very the first movie really it gives you the vibes of what the rest of the the, the I guess the is going to be and like it feels very like teen orientated it's set, you know, it's we're following teenagers and it almost has that childish sort of nature to it. But then it's very violent and there's, you know, there's the bad language um, and there's all that, but then there's like teen romance and like the drama. And so watching it, watching the first one, I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of goofy. It's really not scary like at all. Okay, but then by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I'm hooked, and I'm looking forward to the next one. You know, like a like a good first episode to a series. It's like, no shit, I want more. I want to I want to watch more. And the second one, the second movie, is where it really shines. It's set in the '70s. It's uh, set at camp. The horror is a lot better in that one. There's a lot more going on. You start to really understand the mythology of the story that's unfolding. You know, there's like this curse throughout this town kind of thing, throughout centuries. And then the the third one really like really gives you all the answers. There's a few twists, um, and then the fun little way that the that the trilogy sort of wraps up, um, and it sort of goes back to the '90s again after. The oh, okay, it's so very it, fun. Right. It's so it, fun it actually
1: does there is a
0: through line. oh it's very it's connective right okay. sort of pretty much like the second and third movie is essentially big flashbacks right but okay. in a very yeah, in a very I might, fun
1: I might um, I might check it out look it's not i imagine... I'm not saying like two hour movies oh right I was going to say 90 minutes it's, not, it's a full 120 minutes
0: really fairly, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it gets to two hours but it's it's close to it, it oh, that's that surprising and I didn't timestamp the third one, but that one felt a little bit longer purely because it's there's, easy there's enough
1: there's to chat to. that one I can have
0: I'm not saying this isn't the next. This isn't the Conjuring. This isn't like you know, like the next big horror <laughs> thing. It's not. It's it's not a masterpiece. It's just some good, fun, sort of cheesy horror that isn't just one and done movie. It's a it's a chilly. It's almost like a, a series. It's like I mean, a fun little series. That's interesting. Separated you know? in yeah. um,
1: movie form, because it did seconds. feel like TV, even though they were releasing them as films. Mm. It felt like it was uh, like a TV mini event, but like each they, 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 they stand episodes.
0: alone. But at the same time, you really do need the through line there. It's, it's, I don't know. You know, check it released, out, This is um, interesting. Yeah, no, I think, interesting. I, I think I will, I'll check
1: wow. it out eventually. You had know, the release, obviously the posters individually, you know, in line with the next film. But when you put all the posters together, it's an interconnecting image. That's pretty interesting. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Stick all them posters together, makes a big image. There you go. That's cool. It's a big widescreen poster. I like it.
0: All right, that's the recommends controversial i know um we we talked about i've got a, a bit of trivia here and we talked about um a new pixar trailer so i'm going to give you some pixar trivia because um, I, <laughs> I haven't done that in a while um what i want to say i
1: feel like we've done pixar trivia a lot over
0: the now, years i want to talk about the cancelled pixar production so these are movies that actually went into production so these weren't just like ideas these were these I'll take like it all back in We've not done this. These were, <laughs> these were coming back. Um, yeah, they decided to pull the plug for some reason. Um, I'll just briefly go through each one that is sort of on this list here. Uh, a movie called 1906, this was from 2005. This was a cabal- collaboration between Pixar, Disney, and Warner Brothers. It was based on an, um, James D'Alessandro's novel, um, 1906, um, based around the events surrounding the San Francisco earthquakes and fire that year um very political kind of story and stuff like that um so that one didn't get made there was a movie called newt that was planned um scheduled for 2011 but this was cancelled because it was very similar to fox's rio which was released that same year Ah, also about a salamander I guess i my, um, um,
1: my kids will love that movie rio and rio too rio. Mm. johnny Depp, isn't it or is that the bird one no he was oh. rango rango that was somebody else but about the, about
0: the um the blue bird this must are, i think this is incorrectly rio's the one about the bird this this list is incorrectly saying rio i reckon rango because that's the reason it was it was rango wasn't it
1: that would make more the sense. About the, yeah i reckon the iguana this
0: is wrong
1: iguana was he in iguana what was Johnny Depp in Rango but Rio sure was, a was definitely that was the bird one right that was yeah again like my eldest especially oh man I've seen that film because of her so many times on <laughs> the sequel
0: unless the story really was very similar to Rio and maybe this article it doesn't matter anyway Henry Selick who you, you might know maybe from The Nightmare Before Christmas or Coraline oh, yeah. um, he actually had a he had a four-picture deal with Disney and Pixar, um, and he had a movie in, uh, set to, to make with them called Shade Maker, or eventually it was going to be called The Shadow King. So it was going to be um, a stop-motion Pixar film, which is going to be kind of interesting. No, for a 2013 not for kind of thing. I I stop?
1: No, 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 no. It would have I mean, had...
0: It would have for had Disney, a... yeah, great. You know, Nightmare but Before for Christmas. People. And do you know what? Maybe that was the reason they... Moved on for it, but apparently it, it was it was just very it was very dark. Um, I mean, the title title's dark. You know how Pixar is all CGI, and you know that takes amounts. Apparently, the, the the stop motion was actually taking too long, so they weren't that. meeting production goals. It was it was sort in line with what Pixar was used to, so they moved on. All right, there there was a movie called The Graveyard Book, which was an adaptation of a Neil Gaiman. Um, Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard book. Um, There was a different finding, there was a Finding Nemo 2, which never saw the light of day, very different to what we got in Finding Dory. They did have plans to do a sequel to Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. 2, Lost in Scaricide. Basically, Mike and Sully would visit Boo on her birthday to give her a present, but she's actually moved house and then they get sort of stuck on an adventure trying to find her i mean that didn't happen
1: but you it, know what we've got a <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound great to be honest but That's not i'm right. sure pixar would have turned it into something special but i liked monsters university that was a really good movie That's Pretty thought. cool. And, you know we've got a we've got a,
0: a sequel type thing in um what's what's it called monsters... monsters
1: at work monsters at work yeah have you have you started watching that it's pretty... yeah yeah no i watched the first episode with, with the kids and That's they liked it pretty good it. Uh, but mm, they're away at the moment, so we've not been able to watch episodes two and three. Well, the best compliment I can give it, it looks and feels like the films. It really does, really does. And lastly, just to wrap this up, Toy Story 3.
0: Um, yes, we did get a Toy Story 3, but this version, all um, this interpretation was going to be about a Buzz Lightyear, or about the Buzz Lightyear toys all becoming defective, and Andy's toys would have to help Buzz Pretty much get sorted, so there was like a recall on the toys, and they had to ah, sort of save from getting recalled. But at the same time, help him get fixed, and I don't. Know, it'd be very. It was going to be very buzz centric. Mm. Mm, so that could have been fun. But that was it. yep so Okay. Yeah. Good. Cancelled Pixar movies. Interesting. A, yeah. Well, that's it for our movie show please go subscribe and download this podcast on soundcloud and apple podcasts and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast
1: we're on social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram as that film stew podcast and all our episodes can be found on our website that Podcast.com. if you missed it rewind and review took us back to 1996
0: to celebrate the 25th anniversary of space jam and Sounds Like Comics revisited The Amazing Spider-Man from 2012.
1: We recently reviewed Space Jam A New Legacy and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Gunpowder Milkshake. If we haven't mentioned it already.
0: we uh, <laughs> were doing that next. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, studio. See you soon.